Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, things appear to be getting worse, not better for federal whistleblowers. Veterans Affairs is told to stop posting disciplinary actions it takes against employees on its website. And House Democratic leaders hope President Trump will make other plans for the 4th of July. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. More federal employees say they've witnessed or experienced harassment, discrimination, nepotism, or retaliation for whistleblowing at their agencies in recent years. The Merit Systems Protection Board says 46% of the federal workforce experienced or observed a prohibited personnel practice in 2016. That's up from 34% of employees who say they experienced harassment or discrimination back in 2010. The MSPB says the reasons for the increase are unclear. Agencies made a bigger effort to teach employees about these instances in recent years, greater awareness of prohibited personnel practices could prompt more employees to report. An arbitrator finds the Veterans Affairs Department should take down a public record of employee firings and other punishments from its website. The American Federation of Government Employees filed a grievance over VA's publication of disciplinary data on its website. VA began tracking removals, suspensions, and other punishments and started to post them online back in 2017. An arbitrator says VA violated the Privacy Act in posting this information on a public-facing website and should take the information down. Veterans Affairs violated its own policy for veteran home loans. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Veterans Benefits Administration collected nearly $300 million in home loan origination fees from veterans who were supposed to be exempt from the fees. VA policy waives the fees for service-disabled veterans, but the VA Inspector General found that over a five-year period, VBA collected the fee anyhow from about 75,000 exempt applicants. The IG urges VBA to refund the money and improve controls over future home loans. I'm Tom Temin. The number of federal employees waiting for the Office of Personnel Management to process their retirement claims is at a 17-month low. But the average time it takes to process those claims is inching back up. In May, OPM took on average 62 days to process a claim, up from 56 days in April. OPM currently has over 17,000 claims in the backlog, down 574 from the month before. Senators Gary Peters and Todd Young introduce a bill to measure automation's effect on the workforce. The bipartisan bill would have the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine track the number of jobs displaced and created because of increased automation. The bill would also create a Workforce Development Advisory Board, which would advise the Labor Department on ways to reskill the workforce. Lieutenant General David Berger is approved as the 38th Commandant of the Marine Corps by the Senate. Berger currently serves as the head of Marine Corps Combat Development Command. Berger's confirmation was placed on hold by a senator last month but was recently lifted. He'll replace current Commandant General Joseph Neller, who is retiring. The head of the Air Force Warfare Center is relieved of his position due to an alleged unprofessional relationship. Major General Peter Gersten has been in charge of the Warfare Center since July of 2017. An investigation into Gersten is underway, but no further details have been released. Brigadier General David Snoddy will take over the Warfare Center until Major General Charles Corcoran takes command in July. 
after the company Transdime was forced to return $16 million in overcharges to the Pentagon. The House Oversight and Reform Committee wants the Defense Department's Inspector General to review all of the company's contracts with DOD. The contracts total about $782 million over four years. The original overcharges were uncovered by a smaller review done by DODIG. The Pentagon's inspector general finds serious flaws in DOD's signature cyber defense system. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The specific security problems the IG found were redacted from a report the office issued yesterday, but auditors say the joint regional security stacks contain numerous vulnerabilities that DOD still hasn't addressed. The IG also says many of the personnel assigned to operate JRSS still haven't received adequate training to operate and manage the system. DOD officials say the findings are based on outdated observations, and they still don't plan to delay the worldwide JRSS rollout. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The White House wants a major change to a recent supply chain risk management effort aimed at Chinese companies. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. OMB is asking Congress to give agencies two extra years for a total of four years to stop contracting with vendors who use ZTE and Huawei technologies as a substantial component of any system. In a legislative proposal sent to Congress on June 4th, the administration asked for this and other changes to the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill. OMB also is asking Congress to expand this legislative mandate of not using these Chinese-made products to any recipient of a federal loan or grant. OMB wants these changes as part of the 2020 NDAA. I'm Jason Miller. Journalists no longer account for the majority of open records requests to federal agencies. According to new research out by the University of Denver, first-person requests, or people seeking government records about themselves or their own families, are the most common type of FOIA request now. The National Archives and Record Administration's FOIA Advisory Committee is seeking ways to make the federal FOIA process faster and cut down the backlog of requests. Prior to his exit, the Office of Special Counsel says former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke violated the Hatch Act with his socks. The Washington Post says OSC substantiated a claim from a watchdog group which alleged Zinke violated the federal law when he tweeted a picture of himself wearing socks that said Make America Great Again in June of 2018. House Democrats are worried about the effect President Trump's 4th of July plans will have on the Interior Department. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer was among the authors of a letter to the White House urging the president not to host his own event on the National Mall during the traditional July 4th celebration in D.C. The lawmakers worry adding another event on the mall attended by the president would add substantial unplanned costs to the agency without congressional review. We get a look at how the Census Bureau plans to keep responses in the 2020 population count confidential. It releases the source code for an algorithm it's using for the task. It's the same one it used for its 2018 end-to-end field test in Providence County, Rhode Island. The algorithm stems from a concept called differential privacy, which prevents users from tracing statistical data back to individual respondents. And the Data Coalition will partner with the Census Bureau to promote an accurate 2020 population count. The coalition will serve as one of 300,000 organizations recruited by the Bureau to fill out the census questionnaire online, over the phone, or through the mail. Data Coalition CEO Nick Hart says the data from the decennial count is invaluable for both the federal government and private sector businesses. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 